It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coach Unplugged, episode 490. Happy Thursday. Do you remember when Friends was Friends and Cheers were on Thursday? Maybe most of you aren't old enough to remember that. But anyway, uh, we're going to do part two of our interview with Jason today. But before we get into that, I would like to give a big shout out to teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. They let us keep the lights on here and let this podcast keep going. So if, you, if you'd like to give back, we would love that. Um, so go over and check out teachhoops.com before prices increase because they're going to increase soon. And then also make sure you go over and check out Dr. Dish. Give them a call. Um, talk to them about what they can give and help you become a better offensive team. And the shooting machine is second to none. Mention Coach Unplugged, they'll take really good care of you and they'll also give you $300 off. All right, let's head off to the podcast. Right. And do you have anything that you do specifically to build intensity? Because people ask that all the time. Uh, a lot of times just, you know, I'm, I'm coaching high school girls right now. And a lot of times just making it competitive uh, gets their gets their fire going a little bit, um, or giving them stipulations that I know is going to irritate them. You know that's a right. that's a heavy one too, because well that's that's not going to happen in the game. Well, you don't know that. You don't know that. You might not be able to dribble the ball at all ever. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> those are things that um, you know get them going. I mean, we do a lot of you know meeting at the beginning of practice, talk about thought of the day, that kind of stuff, and and really kind of get ourselves focused, but. Uh, we totally so, so dive into that. Dive into your beginning of your practice. I think that would intrigue people. Yeah. Like well, the, the quote of the day and things. Well, that's one thing that I got from Coach McDermott. Um, I, you know, I felt like, um, and I've been with other coaches that have done it, but I, it really resonated with him um, because he always had such great things to say. And he encouraged his players to think on it and not just listen to it, but think on it. Um, and he, and he always revisited it at the end of practice. And I felt like that was kind of important too. And did the quote uh, change for an opponent or did it change every day? Or was it like, what do you do? I, I do one, I do one every single day, a different one every single day. Okay. Um, and sometimes it could be the mood I'm in or the mood they're in. 
or the, you know, the team we're about to play or, okay. you know, whatever kind of feeds into it. So, and then they always, you know, after that we team out um, and we actually have a saying that we do um, that I stole from our junior high coach. I, I, this guy came in, I love what he does. He's kind of an old timer, but you know, he's, he's a lot like me in terms of, you know, he expects the best. Um, and so we, you know, we, I say the word be, and they say loyal. I say be aggressive, be relentless, be brave. Uh, and then lady braves on three, one, two, three lady braves. And we clap twice. And it's just kind of our thing uh, that leads into, you know, we fist bump all the managers, make sure they know that they're still a part of everything uh, and then start stretching. Okay. Okay. Um, and then you go stretching right into drills. Is that the way you run at the beginning of your practice? Well, stretching actually right into footwork. We don't, we don't work with a basketball right away. We do footwork that's based around the lane lines. Okay. Uh, one foot hops, two foot hops, some gallop steps. And then, uh, and then, and, and, and our girls do that too. And, um, a lot of it is a lot of that stuff, especially for girls with ACLs and stuff, all that, all that movement stuff is really important. Even absolutely. more so than boys. Yeah, absolutely. Well, build strength around the knee, build strength up the leg, you know, and, and those are when you see people kind of, you know, half speed it, you kind of tell them it, you don't have to do this quick, but you have to do it right. And right. That's what builds the strength and the right. Ground. Yeah. So if you could, if I came into your practice and watched your practice, what, what would I, and I'm, I, I come in for five minutes, some point in your practice, what would I see? Like, what would I be able to tell? Um, well, the one thing that I've been told, cause I've had college coaches come in to watch players. Right. Um, they feel like I run it very much. So like a college, it's very organized. Um, kids are always moving. I don't like a lot of standing around. And so our drills are designed to, um, not have to be that coach that says, all right, we're going to run 10 sprints at the end of practice. Right. They're going to feel like they've been sprinting the entire practice and they don't sprint the whole practice, but everything that we do is, is trying to be game speed. Everything we try to do is trying to be, um, you know, from one spot to the next, they got to be pretty diligent on getting there um, and ready to listen. So right. that's what I think you probably see most. Okay. If you could only do three things at practice, what would they be? Like three, only three. So three drills or three. three on, it's just, that's open. <laughs> that's open ended. You could only okay. do three things. Um, well, I would still start the same way. I think uh, okay. setting the tone, setting the focus um, is key. Um, and then uh, I would certainly work on um, the defensive side of the basketball uh, because, again, you, you can score 30, but if you give up 40, it doesn't matter. Um, and, and, then, and then from there, again, just, you know, working on simple fundamentals, I mean, is, is key. Um, right. And you obviously – we get more than three things. So you build from that, but those are kind of the three staples that we. Okay. Um, is there one moment in your coaching career that we could dive into that would help a listener? So it can be uh, anything. It can be a success. It can be a failure. Um, but something we could dive into that they could learn from. Cause I always like that from other coaches that, you know, that, you know, there's, there's something that that's happened to you either good or bad that a, a listener could learn from. Well, um, I think uh, the thing that I've learned most, uh, especially with, um, you know, coaching, I've had coaching both genders. Um, it, it's not always, it's not always what you say, but how you say it. And, <laughs> Amen. Uh, and that's, and that's something I still have a long ways to go on. I think, you know, I'm not a, I don't cuss and swear and, and go crazy like that. I'm just loud. Um, right. but, you know, there was a, there was an incident, um, 
at the school I'm currently at right now that, uh, and not to dive too deep into it, but there, you know, I've been challenged quite a bit from, um, uh, my grade administrators, uh, or administration team, um, some parents and things. And, and I think the thing I learned when I first got down to council Grove was, uh, you gotta be open and honest. I I've always been open and honest, but you kind of have that, uh, uh, wall up still as a coach, you don't want to go too far. Or dive it's the circle much. of trust, basically. Your circle yeah, of trust absolutely. is very small. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, it, you know, I've been because of those incidents where, um, you know, I've been challenged a little bit, or I, you know, I've been uh, whether it's reprimanded or whatever. Um, you know, I, I would tell coaches, you know, young and old, that you aren't always right. Uh, you aren't always going to have the right answers. Um, but what you can do is talk things out with the right people. Right. Um, I still don't talk a lot about other kids to other people's parents. Right. Unless it's in a positive way, like especially yeah. if you know it's been bad mouthed or whatever. Right. Um, but that's what I think. That's probably one of my uh, trials has been learning how to address that stuff um, while still remaining very open, honest, positive. And true, and true to yourself and true to yourself. Yeah. I think, I think, um, for the, for the, for young coaches too, you better learn to pivot too, because the game played now is not the game that was 30 years ago when I started. Yeah. And in another 30 years, the game will change again. And first of all, how we deal with the kids changes, <laughs> you know, how, how a coach dealt with them in the 1940s and how they deal with them now is different. So you have yeah. to be able to adjust your style along with the times too, I think. Um, yeah. but, well, but, but still be true to yourself, but still be true to yourself. Yeah. And that's been, that's been kind of my struggle because I, I do have enough old school in me to where um, I did believe in a hundred percent discipline and I did believe in, you know, getting after people if they're not yep. um, doing things right. And, and um, I just, I've learned quite a bit about there's probably just better ways to do that. And so that's, that's kind of the journey I'm on right now is just right. bettering the way that I approach everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always, if, if, if you know anything about Wisconsin, I always say there's two ways you can, you can go to, you can drive to green Bay from Madison. You can go to Milwaukee first and then go up or you can drive straight to, there's more than one way of getting to a specific spot. Um, yeah. but Absolutely. I think it's, it's a journey. It's, it's like anything in life. Um, what do you think the hardest concept to teach is? Um, like I said, I, I think, you know, the intensity that I'm looking at for the, on the defensive end is, is kind of been, um, the toughest thing, but it, again, that's from year to year. Some kids pick up on it quickly, uh, buy into it. Uh, but is there one specific, so I wasn't specific enough in that. Is there one specific, like, do you believe it's screening? Do you believe it's rebounding? Do you believe there's one specific fundamental, let's put it that way for you, fundamental that's hard for us to teach or you to teach um that's a better question that's a better yeah, question no, that's, fundamental that's, that's great i i think that you know we're never finished products and i can always keep learning i don't feel like there's a, a significant weakness but like off the ball defense i think is something that um you i've really worked at trying to explain um it's it's been you know because you can talk about one pass away two passes away and you know where you're supposed to be um, and tell them that, but getting them to translate from what you tell them, that's kind of been maybe the, and do you the, think that's different than it was 10 years ago? Do you think they're not learning that at the younger ages as well? Yeah. Well, cause a lot of teams play zone at the youth leagues. And so, you know, 
it, it drives me nuts. Oh gosh. And I, I think they, you know, I've argued with people on this before. I think they should learn zone, but I don't think that's all they should play. I think there's concepts that, you know, zones can show you just like concepts man can show you. Yeah. But you can't, you can't make your whole staple about never teaching a kid just because your kids are, you know, slow or maybe not as skilled. They're just, they're never going to get there if you don't do it. Yeah. No one's ever going to, no recruiter's ever going to ask how your fourth grade team did. Trust me. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I, part of it is, I think we got dads and moms coaching and they don't know. You know, yeah. they know what they learned and they don't know. I mean, it's easier to throw them in a zone than it is to teach the man principles. It is. Well, and nobody can shoot from the outside when they have to heave it from their knees. So right. a zone, a zone <laughs> right. looks like a genius. It, so. Yeah, and it should be, it should be the, you know, the, well, I didn't let my son shoot a three-pointer until he was in eighth grade, sort yeah. of God, in a game. Because yeah. it, it, it's not, you're not strong enough. It's like this, yeah. it's the two-handed push thing. It's like the basket should all be at eight feet. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. Don't get me started on that. That's a whole, <laughs> I could, I could probably go too on that. I could go for hours on youth basketball and AAU. I could do a whole thing. Um, if you could talk to one coach for an hour, anybody, doesn't matter, living or dead, who would you talk to and why? Whew. Um, you know, that's a great question. Cause I've talked to, I've talked to a lot of coaches that I've really admired. Um, but I think one, uh, and I'll, I'll tell you this, I regret not doing this because I saw him on a train, but he was being bothered. And so I didn't want to be the other one that bothered him, but I would love to talk to Tubby Smith. Um, you know, Tubby Smith, uh, well, you're going to have to hook up with Eric. You're going to have to hook up with Eric at the clinic then in, uh, in October. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing is, is, I, when I saw him from a distance, that was at the time he was still at Kentucky. Right. Um, my best friend, it was a huge Kentucky fan. I wasn't, um, but I was a huge Kentucky fan, you know, and just the, the rich history behind his hiring at that school um, and what it meant for him to win a national championship in his first year. You know what I mean? Those right. types of things where uh, what a worldly amount of knowledge I think he'd be able to give. Cause yes. you can sit at a Nike clinic and, you know, I've listened to the Bob Huggins's and, Bobby Knights and everybody and, and, you know, even people that I know, but he would be one that would be like a bucket list coach for me because he's just, he's seen a lot and right. been a part of a lot. That's not just basketball related. Right. Okay. Um, do you have any superstitions? No, I actually, I don't believe in those. You I, really? Yeah. I, I actually had a college. You might be the, you might be a first. I, well, I had a college professor try to challenge me on it and, and uh, you know, it's kind of ironic. I actually just got back from a men's encounter this weekend uh, that was very Christian based, very, you know, yep. in your family, you know, revival kind of thing. And it was very moving and I definitely needed it. And, and um, but that's, that's all the, that's all the superstition I need is that I, I know that whatever's going to happen has already been planned out. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, and I've had talked to coaches about this too. It's really about ritual for me more than superstition. Yeah, like the, the word yeah. the word superstition means if I don't eat drink the soda we're gonna lose. That's I've yeah. never thought that. Yeah, it's more like this is how we do our pregame. This is how we do. You know, it's those are the superstitions that I kind of fall on. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. If you did, go over and leave a five star review. If you didn't, 
turn your turn your iPhone or whatever you're listening to the podcast off. Um, but no, go over and check out teachhoops.com too. If you if you want to give back a little bit, if you want to join our community, if you want to become a better coach, if you want to find the nuances of this great game, if you want to delve into this brain of thirty plus years of coaching, uh, go over and check it out, and uh, we'll help you through this great journey. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.